What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Sauce Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Hobson Fairman. And if you guys haven't already noticed, for some reason, my old podcast cover art is stuck on my podcast. I feel like once Apple did this whole switcheroo and updated their um, the whole platform really for them, I have noticed that there have been a lot of bugs. So not with just like the app, but even like with each show, not all the right information showing. And normally I'd be panicking. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to figure this out. But honestly, at this point, I'm like, it's out of my hands. I It'll fix itself. I know it will. And yeah, that's kind of been my mentality lately too. I used to stress so much about every little detail and feeling like if I didn't have everything perfectly right, I wouldn't seem professional or that I wouldn't seem like I knew what I was doing. And the more I get into this, it's like, I can't keep sweating the small stuff. I need to think more macro instead of micro. And here we are. So you know what? (laughs) If you guys are seeing my old podcast cover, I'm so sorry, but it is what it is. It'll, It'll fix itself. Anywho, this episode today is so good and honestly something I very much needed. Um, I am interviewing Danielle Estrada. She is a celebrity makeup artist based in Utah. She works on clients from the Real Housewives to Bachelor contestants to you name it. She is so cool and I actually had the pleasure of meeting her before she um, got huge and she actually did my makeup for a shoot and she is just, not only is she so talented, she's just such a delight to talk to, just such a genuine person. But um, our conversation was something honestly that I personally needed to talk out and here she talks all about how she was able to forget about the opinions of you know her old high school friends and people that knew her when she first started her business because at first when you're starting it's uncomfy and there are going to be people that make fun of you and it's hard to push through that and so she gives great advice if you're struggling with that and how she was able to overcome it and keep pursuing her career which is now it's just incredible like i said she's working on major celebrities and this is her full-time gig as a makeup artist it's so so cool so without further ado danielle estrada I am so excited today. I have Danielle Estrada here with me. Thank you for joining me, Danielle. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored. Yes. I mean, I actually remember me. I don't know if you remember this, but a few years ago for New Year's Eve, I think it was this New Year's Eve shoot. You actually did my makeup for a shoot. Yeah, I did. And I actually was wondering if you would remember that. Yes. We never like talked about it, but we like stayed in touch on Instagram. So I was like, when, when, um, like you guys reached out, I was like, oh, Sam, like I know her, but I like, didn't know if you'd remembered. <laughs> oh, of course. I've been following you and it's been so cool to like, see where, like how much you've grown, like oh, thank you do some you. cool stuff. So I'm excited to like catch Thanks. up and hear all about it. Oh yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Thank you. That was like so long ago. That was like when I first started out. So this is definitely full circle. <laughs> yes, I love it. Well, you killed it. So um, Thank you. 
let's kind of start from the beginning though. Like what's your background? Where are you from? Like your cultural upbringing? I would love to hear it all. So I'm from Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, and then I was raised there. Um, I moved to Utah after high school. And then I lived here for a little bit. I dropped out of college after the first semester. Um, and then I started pursuing makeup. And then I moved from Vegas. I moved to Vegas. And then the pandemic hit. And then I came back to Arizona. And then from Arizona, I came back to Utah. So I've kind of been like all over the place with moving and everything, but I think Utah is where I'm going to stay. <laughs> Love it. I feel like Utah is so underrated. Like I feel like I grew up here actually, and everyone's like, I can't wait to get out. But now I feel like that, like the most recent years, everyone's like, actually we're staying forever. It's the best. So <laughs> yes, I totally agree. And I didn't appreciate Utah until I moved to Vegas. And then I came back and I'm like, okay, Utah is amazing. It's gorgeous. The people, like, I feel like there's just like a safe feeling here. And I just like really like it. I was surprised. I didn't plan on staying. I was always planning on going back to Vegas, but then I ended up loving it. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to leave. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm glad we get to keep you. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like I was kind of saying before, I mean, so we met on a photo shoot, um, like years um, ago. Um, and it was just kind of like friends shooting around, but as I've been following you, you have been growing your makeup account like crazy and you are doing makeup for celebrities and it's like so rad. And I'd love to like get into how you got your makeup, um, business going and how you were able to connect with all of these celebrities. Yeah, it's been like the craziest roller coaster. It all happened. I feel like very quickly almost. Not really. I would say the celebrity work came very quick and all at once. Um, but I started out doing uh, makeup just through Instagram. Like I was just working the super boring desk job at the time and I would just watch YouTube all day. And like, I like kind of obsessed over it. And then I would just go home and I'd practice on myself. And then I started like this Instagram page and I like made my sister be like my model and it's so embarrassing now to look back on. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I like got made fun of for it. Like, it was kind of embarrassing. But no. then I just like, I got really into it. And then I started just like posting other people and like makeup on them. And then people eventually just started reaching out for me to do their makeup. And then um, the celebrity work, I was living in Vegas and it was like the first week I had lived there. And honestly, through Instagram, Bad Bunny's producer, like, reached out to me just, like, over DM and was like, hey, we need um, a makeup artist for his music video. And I was like, oh, like, Bad Bunny, the guy in Cardi B song? Like, I was like, what the heck is this? I thought it was, like, a joke. And um, so then that happened. And then um, I did his. And then, the like, a couple days later, I did Haley Ferguson, who is from The Bachelor. Yeah. And um, I just like kind of knew who she was through um, another friend. And then from there, like I started doing her sister too. And then they introduced me to like Caitlin Bristow. And then Caitlin Bristow introduced me to like Whitney from the Hills. And then it was just like a huge like domino effect. And so it was like really shocking. I was like, I couldn't even believe it was real. And it all happened super fast. That's seriously so cool. Like you have so many people's dream job. And so I guess I want to kind of clarify this. Are you, so you're like self-taught, is that correct? Or did you go to school for it at all? No, I'm completely self-taught. 
And um, I had like thought about going to like, you know, esthetician school, but I don't really have a passion for like lashes or anything like that. I'd say like makeup is just like my main focus. And so I've just learned pretty much everything off of YouTube and just so much practice. Like, I feel like just getting to know like different faces and different skin tones has like helped. Like, I feel like I had to practice a ton to like really, really get the hang of it. But yeah, I never went to school or anything. I just taught myself. That is seriously (laughs) so cool. So for anyone listening that, you know, is wanting to get into this um, field of work, like, how were you able to find those opportunities? Like you were saying, like you, you got so much experience and so much practice. Like, how were you able to find those opportunities to practice and get that experience? Well, I would actually say when I first started out, I was doing, you know, so much work for free just to get my hands on different people. And, you know, when you're doing that, then you can be creative, you can practice, you know, you use your own face, you know, I would just reach out to people and especially being in Utah, like there's so many photographers, there's so many models, like you can just say, hey, you know, I'm just starting out and I really want to, you know, expand my portfolio. Like, would you be willing for me to do like a little look on you? And I feel like just doing that helped me so much. I'd say I probably did that a lot for the first like six months to a year. I was just practicing and just trying to get like my Instagram going and, and getting the content that I wanted. So I would just say, yeah, a lot of time is invested into just practicing and, you know, it's, it's definitely a skill that you have to get the hang of and it does take time, but yeah, I'd say about like six months to a year, I was doing a lot of just, you know, fun shoots and practicing. I love that. And I think that's something good to note too. It's like six months to a year. Like, I mean, everything I, I preach consistency, but like anything worth having, it does take time. Like there are some people that are like overnight successes, which is great, but like something that was great about following you too, as a makeup artist, like you were always posting, you were always consistent. So I never, like, you never forgot about you, right? Like it wasn't like your followers, like, like, Oh wait, who is this again? Like you were always relevant because you stayed consistent with it. And it like, it was really fun to watch even because you were, you were kind of talking about how, like, I look back and it's so embarrassing, blah, blah, blah. But like, as an outsider, like, no, this is so cool. Like we watched you from like where you started to like now doing celebrity makeup. Like that is so cool. And so people love to be a part of that, you know, evolution. And so I think a lot of, you know, anyone in any industry, but like maybe let's just take makeup for example, but they, they get embarrassed. Like, I don't want to be the one that gets made fun of because I'm just starting out. But it does, like, you have to be in that beginner stage and people actually love to watch it. Even if yes, Mm -hmm. people might make fun of you. I mean, that's just the name of the game, but like people gravitate towards those that like are starting and they don't care and they keep working at it and keep working at it and keep working at it. And I'm sure the people that were where I guess making fun of you look back and they're like, wait, I totally take it all back. (laughs) Oh, I, I totally agree. Like, I feel like to be in like industries like this, you just have to not care and you just have to like keep going and and keep doing it. And I wasn't that embarrassed in the moment, you know, but like, then you hear people talk like, oh, like, you know, Danielle wants to like do makeup tutorials and stuff. And it's like, whatever, you know, I don't, you have to just not care what people think because at the end of the day, like who knows where it's going to take you. And now those people like probably look back and they're like, Oh, like 
that's like a real career now, you know, which they looked back and thought it was funny. So I'm like, I don't care. You just have to not care. Totally. Yeah. Like when you say that, like when people are poking fun of like your tutorials, like, did you have any moment where like those types of things, like almost derailed you? You're like, oh my gosh, like I just heard them talking about me. Do I like keep going? Is this actually embarrassing? Or like, were you able to just hang on and like you were able to see the vision? Like, what was that like for you? Yeah. I mean, at first it was, it definitely hurt my feelings a lot. And I was pretty embarrassed. Like I didn't want any of my friends to follow, you know, my makeup page. And then, um, you know, at the end of the day, I was like, this is what I think is fun. And this is what's making me happy. And this is pretty much my hobby. And at that time, people were already showing interest in my Instagram. Like I had had like, you know, people commenting like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. And so those comments and the support that I was getting was outweighing all the negative, even though sometimes like the negative can feel like more intense than the positive. At the end of the day, I was like, this is what I want to do. And they're probably going to make fun of me for whatever career path I want to choose anyway. So I'm just going to keep doing it. And if it takes me somewhere, then that's great. But at the moment, this is just fun for me. So I love that so much. I think so many of us, myself included, can get so derailed by just like the slightest, you know, like piece of criticism or someone trying to tear you down or make fun of you. And I think especially with social media, like it's become this thing, whether you're an influencer or you're starting a shop or you're a makeup artist or a hairstylist, it's so easy for people to look at your page or whatever and tear it down. And honestly, I mean, I don't think this is news to anyone listening, but like, it really is a reflection of themselves. And like, no matter what level you're at, you're going to get that. And so I love that you were able to be like, this is what I love to do. This is my hobby. And like you said, they're going to make fun of you no matter what you do. So you might as well do what you want to do. So yeah, I really love exactly. That. Mm-hmm. exactly. So, okay. Um, what does your day-to-day look like as a makeup artist? So having like my own business and you know, all that, it changes every single day. Like I just have the most random schedule. Most of the times I We'll have a couple of days off like during the week randomly and then I just have like a flooded weekend of work um but it just like depends on who I'm working with um like if I'm working with Whitney Rose who's like a housewife that usually has me going to her house doing her makeup and then I could have a wedding like right after that I've got to drive to Salt Lake to and it just changes all the time so I don't have like a set day-to-day which I kind of wish, but at the same time, it kind of keeps me on my toes and keeps things interesting. So it just changes like every day. I'd say I usually work about like seven hours a day, whether that be like including driving or doing their makeup. It just depends, honestly. So cool. You mentioned you do Whitney Rose from Real Housewives of Salt Lake. Um, Would you say your schedule is mostly weddings or photo shoots or, you know, celebrities like her? I would say it's like half and half. Um, it just, it, it can vary. Like, um, I would say like they just finished filming for season two. Um, and so I was doing her makeup all the time. And that was pretty much like four times a week. 
Um, or I'll just do a huge bridal party. It just like, it just depends. I'd say I do probably like half and half. I do a lot of like, um, I work with like Lindsay Arnold and Whitney Carson. And so it just, it just depends. I'd say probably split 50, 50. So cool. I like, that is such a dream job. Like, I just, I love that for you. So when you're working with these celebrities, like, like who has been like your favorite celebrity to work with? And why? Oh my gosh, that's so hard. Uh, I seriously love like all of them in like so many different ways, but I'd say like the person who I just like vibed with so hard and like I think she's so funny is Caitlin Bristow. Like I just I think she's so funny and like she's just genuinely that funny in person. So whenever she would come to Vegas and I would do her makeup, I was like, oh my gosh, like hell yeah this doesn't even feel like work like this is so fun like I just like love to go and hang out and chat with her so I'd say she was probably like I don't know she was just so funny and and so easy to hang out with so I love that I love her so much ever since she was on The Bachelor like her first season like oh she's yeah she's so cute (laughs) so cute has there any like you don't have to name names unless you're allowed to but has there been like a celebrity that's been a total diva and like if so how did you deal with it no, I wouldn't say like diva, but I did have um, a celebrity and I won't name names, but they were asleep the whole time. <laughs> so no and it was like understandable. I mean, like she had had a very long flight and she had just come into Vegas. And so, and I, I didn't actually know who she was until I got there. And so it was just a little bit more difficult for me to work, but she was still like really nice. And, but she, I would say it was like a little bit more quiet because she was sleeping (laughs) or normally when I'm like working with them, we're like chatting and getting to know each other. And like, I didn't know her. So usually when I like go do somebody for the first time, we're like, you know, totally trying to catch up with like who, who we are and everything. So it was just a different vibe, but I totally get like why she was sleeping because she was tired. But I would say that was probably like the only thing. And it's not that bad. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. I love that. So, yeah. okay. So you mentioned like when you got into like the celebrity scene, it was, you know, someone had reached out to you and mm-hmm. you got kind of your first gig there. And then your friend mm-hmm. knew it was Haley Ferguson, right? Was your first. Yeah. Haley first. and Emily were like the first like bachelor girls that I had started doing makeup for. Amazing. So for those that are wanting to get into the celebrity scene, whether it's hair or makeup or styling or whatever they're wanting to do, what would be your advice to them? Like, how could they get, you know, a foot in their, in the door? You know, what is funny is, um, actually after I'd become friends with Emily and Haley, um, I got in touch with Becca Kufrin, who was also the bachelorette, but I didn't get her through any of them. It was because my friend had sent me like her Instagram story and she was like, just saying that she was going to be in Vegas, not that she needed makeup or anything, but, um, I like emailed her. So I emailed her and I was like, Hey, I saw you're going to be here. Like I'm a makeup artist gave her like kind of my rundown. And I was like, I would love to do your makeup while you're here. And so I ended up like doing her makeup and then she kind of opened the door for other bachelor girls, even though it was kind of already in that door. So I think like reaching out to people and just like getting them to notice you, even if they don't respond, it's worth a shot. 
Um, I think that that's super helpful. And I wouldn't say like DMing on Instagram. I would say like emailing and trying to like, you know, get a more professional way in can definitely help you out. So I think just like taking the matters into your own hands and saying like, hey, I would love to work with you. Are you looking for makeup artists? That can go a long way or a hairstylist, whatever it may be that you do. Yeah, no, I love that. That's such a good tip. And like, I, I feel like this has been a common thing that I've been talking to people about, but it's like, it's so important to create your own opportunities because I think a lot of the time we think it'll just like happen like magically. And sometimes it does, but I yeah. feel like there's something to be said about like going out and like, introducing yourself or just like making that first move. And I feel like that alone is so magnetic. Even if you, it's not a yes, like at least you kind of get that out of the way and you can start honing in and figure out like how to make it a yes. And so I love that you like seized an opportunity. You're like, Hey, she's not even looking for a makeup artist, but I might as well just try and like, look at where you're at now. So cool. Yeah, you might as well. Like, you don't have anything to lose. And, like, I would say networking when you have your own business, especially in the beauty industry, is so major because, you know, just from these couple of people, I would say I got like hundreds of clients, like hundreds, just from word of mouth, social media. And so you just never know what the one person that does say yes, what that will do for you. So it's worth a shot just to try. So cool. I love that so much. Mm -hmm. So another thing that I love about you is that you have such a great Instagram account and this, you know, I, I run a social media agency and I know that that's hard. It's hard to run an account, even, even just an account for yourself. And especially when you're not having deadlines to make, no one's kind of, you know, riding your ass to do it. It's all up to Uh you. So I would love to hear, like, do you have any like strategy or any tips on how to stay consistent with social media? It is honestly, that's probably the hardest part for me. And it's funny because I started out with Instagram, but when I'm super busy working all the time, you can just forget that you have like an Instagram account that you need to post on. So I honestly, I just make it a priority. Like I know that Instagram is my portfolio pretty much, you know, in this day and age, people find their makeup and hair all through Instagram. So I want people to be able to interact with me. And I feel like that also like gets me clients is people just being able to see my work real time and how much work really does go into it. So I would just say making it a priority is super important. I mean, it doesn't even need to be every day, just like every other day, just make sure that you're doing something. So people, you know, can recognize that you're working really hard or that you're busy and then just keep, you know, your Instagram account consistent with, new work and because makeup's always changing you just want people to like see that you're kind of keeping up with it and yeah that's that's I just say consistency and making it a priority I love that and I think too in the beauty industry a lot of people love those befores and afters or just Mm -hmm. making sure you get those shots and remembering Mm -hmm. to take those photos or even like doing video content I think is really interesting but I've noticed that a lot with, we work with a lot of beauty industry, you know, clients, whether it's hair salons or med spas. And that Mm -hmm. is the number one piece of, you know, feedback. You're like, I just keep forgetting to take the photos. And so, um, I think you've been saying like, make this a priority. And like, um, is that something that you incorporate within your process? You're like, okay, before we do anything or before you leave, I always get a photo. Like, what does that look like for you? 
pretty much always I am like I love the before and after shots I just feel like people just find that so crazy like and it's amazing to see you know what maybe somebody's skin looked like before and after whereas if they just see the after shot they might not be able to like really appreciate like how amazing the makeup is and so whenever I start I'm always you know setting my phone up I have like my lights and then I always ask like are you comfortable with me putting a before and after view on my Instagram and I haven't really had anybody say no but I just want to make sure that they're okay with it so I'll do the before and after shot sometimes I'll even do like a time-lapse video or something like that um, just depending on how busy and quick I need to be. Um, and then I'll always, always end the, the session with photos. I don't ever let anybody leave unless they tell me no um, without like any photos. If, even if I forget to do a before photo, I'll make sure I get the content that I need before they leave. <laughs> Amazing. No, I think that's, that's so crucial. And I love the idea of like the time-lapse too. Even just watching the transformation mm -hmm. happen can be really cool. So I love that. Yeah. So, okay. So we also talk about business in this podcast. We've talked about a little bit about social media, but let's talk about the business. So, um, what has been the best business advice you've gotten and why? Yeah, I, I like thought about this a lot and I would say when COVID hit, I wanted to quit and I wanted to just maybe get a regular job because I mean, the people that were most affected by COVID were definitely business owners. And I saw that firsthand. I didn't work for probably four to five months of oh just God. nothing. Yeah. And so when I, when like the world shut down, my dad also owns his own business. And I was just like very distraught. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to have anything. Like I need something and makeup's just not it for me anymore. And I had a great run, but I've just got to move on because it's just not going to be the same. And, um, his advice to me was you need a break anyway, because I was like running hundred miles an hour in, in Vegas. Like I never really took any time just to relax. And so he's like, just take a breather, relax, come home, like stay with us. You can, you know, hang out here and then we'll take it day by day. Like things will pick up, keep your Instagram going, keep people still engaged even though you're not doing any clients, do it on yourself. And so like that advice to me to just not even give up was so crucial because now I'm like just as busy as before the world shut down. And so I just look back and I'm like, if I would have just quit, I wouldn't like have anything that I have now. And so, and that was like a perfect break for me, even though it was longer than I wanted it to be. I like needed that downtime for myself and just to like regroup, get my head together and I, at the end of the day, like still did try to stay consistent with Instagram. And I think that that helped me in ways that like, I couldn't even imagine because even though I wasn't working, like I just invested in a different avenue to, to keep my business going in a way. I don't know if that makes sense, but I'd say just consistency and don't give up. That was the best thing I heard. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And I think so many people experience that in the pandemic, like in an industry, like the beauty industry, it felt so like devastating. You guys felt it so mm -hmm. hard. And because, I mean, you're so up and like up close and personal with your clients. And I love that you, like, I love that advice your dad gave you to not give up, like keep, you know, staying consistent on your social media, like keep practicing on yourself. And like, 
that can even go for those that are like, okay, my business isn't moving yet. Like I don't have the clients mm -hmm. yet. It's like, don't give up. Like keep, you know, stay consistent with your social media. And like you said, practice on yourself, practice on anyone that will like you can, and it will happen. And I, that is so, so good. I love that so much. Um, yeah, thank you. I think it was like perfect. It was exactly what I needed. And now I feel like I came back even stronger. So yeah, I think it's great advice. Yeah, I love, love, love that. Okay, so this is the last question. This is what I ask everyone. Okay. And it tends to be the hardest question. Okay. <laughs> you could only have one sauce for the rest of your life. What would it be and why? <laughs> okay, this is like probably the hardest question I've ever been asked in my life like <laughs> you can ask like my boyfriend like I have to have like 10 sauces I just love variety I'm like a freak about variety and like sauces like dipping sauces so this is like so for me and I think I'm gonna have to go with ranch just mm -hmm. because you can put it on most things so if I have to stick with one like it's definitely not gonna be ketchup because I can't put ketchup on pizza and yeah, I'm just gonna have to go with ranch. It's the classic and it goes with pretty much everything. <laughs> you can't go wrong. I don't blame you. It is a classic. Amazing. Well, yes. thank you so much for joining me. This was so amazing. Um, for those that want to follow you on Instagram, where can they find you? Um, my Instagram handle is at Danielle makeup underscore. And I am in the works of like YouTube. So if you follow me on Instagram, I will post like my channel and everything soon, trying to get that up and going. So amazing. And are you currently taking clients or what does that look like for you? I am currently taking clients. Um, if you want to contact me, I have my email linked on my Instagram page. Um, so go ahead and email me this summer is going to be crazy, but I have some openings. So if you'd like to come get your makeup done by me, just let me know. Yeah. And I'll put that all in the show notes too. So you guys have it, but thanks again, Danielle. You're amazing. This was so great. Thank you so much. It's good catching up. Yes. I told you guys, she is the sweetest angel in the world. I feel so lucky that I was able to interview her. So if you haven't already, go follow her on Instagram. Her page is amazing. I am someone who does not know how to do makeup, so it's really <laughs> nice to have someone like her who's so great at it and is so willing to share her knowledge on her social media platform. So go give her a follow. And if you're not already following Sauce, go follow us on Instagram. We share all of these fun social media hacks, small business tips. Uh, we talk about manifesting a mindset. It's just a really great place to be. So go follow us on Instagram at Sauce Creative Agency. And we're also on TikTok. So go give us a follow. Um, and if you haven't already, I would love for you guys to rate and review this podcast. Um, I'd love your feedback. I love to hear what you guys are wanting more of, wanting less of. Give it to me straight. So um, leave your reviews on this podcast and we'll talk again next week.